Shit, I literally have nothing to do right now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, whatever. Sorry, bro. Bring your mom's camera next time. <laughs> I should have. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah, we'll just roll roll right into it. Our guest today is uh, our first big leaguer. That's that's how I'm introducing you, but uh, he's more than that. He's a Gorman graduate where he was a three-time state champion. Uh, he was a 10th round selection by the Mets, silver medalist at the 2015 Pan Am, ga- Pan Am Games, which... That's going to be something we got to talk about for a while. Uh, made his major league debut in 2017. Has kicked my ass on the golf course every single time we've ever Mine been out too. there. Um, Paul Seawald, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. It's yeah, it's an honor to have a major league baseball player in my living room. I mean, studio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. No, but we're uh, we're very very excited to have you on and be the first. Uh, first guy to really uh, focus on that's a current athlete in Vegas and, and something that Brian and I uh, talked about at the beginning and Stefan was really giving a voice to, to players and there's not a lot of opportunities for um, Major League Baseball players, professional athletes, um, it's, it's more now, but especially uh, bullpen pitchers. I'm not, not roasting you here, but like not a lot of media time there. Like no, you don't yeah, get a lot of attention. So um, for us, it's, guys. yeah, exactly. So for us, it's, it's a cool opportunity um, to give to you. But for us, um, it's an opportunity to kind of get a feel for what we're trying to get at and, and get some ideas from you. But we're trying to give uh, professional athletes just a voice and, and to sit here for an hour and hour and a half, whatever it may be, and tell some stories to uh somewhat humanize you because you're just you're one of us to us and to a lot of people you guys are put up on a on a pedestal yeah and you know it's unfortunate that people the word fan comes from fanatic they just take it a little bit too seriously and forget that i'm a human being just like everybody else i have a family you know you go home and and uh you think about the game just like a fan does and you're disappointed and it's like it's tough to leave fans uh disappointed after the game but then they realize that i'm just like them i you know I'm trying my best out there. It is what it is. They don't realize that. They don't realize that. So that's what we're trying to get to. Some of them do. Mostly the the people that played baseball to some degree. And then there's obviously groups of fans that understand how challenging it is. But um, for the most part, we and we've talked about it, like, especially on social media, if you if you pitch like shit, people just blow up on you. And most of the time, those people are just like nerds sitting in their mom's basement. There's the cliche. But I mean, it's not board warriors. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. it's Every, everybody's a tough guy behind a, a screen and and uh, you know a keyboard. They they're not going to come up to you and say it to your face. You know they 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 know what button that they can push and you know be able to get it out there. No, they're the you, same people that beg yeah. for your autograph the second you go right. out to the bullpen. And it's oh, like, yeah. aren't you the same person that told me to jump off a bridge on Twitter right. last night yeah. after the game? You know exactly. It's, um, it's unfortunate. It's, social media is great because it gives everybody a platform, but it's terrible because it gives everybody a platform exactly yeah. well that's one of the things we uh mental health uh just overall especially in november and brian's wearing the the november yeah. shirt yeah. uh henderson shout out to fire. dice yeah. in henderson fire but Love um it. just mental health uh overall for men um but for everybody uh but then we got to the the conversation about your mental health and and it was specifically about you just because you were the person that i thought of when we brought it up but the perfect example was pitching like giving up a couple runs like just not having a good outing and then getting roasted and having to sit there and listen to or look at twitter and have people just be shitting on you and you you you, there's got to be times where you question like how much you're really worth (laughs) yeah there there's nothing like uh you know we had we had a really bad one against the nationals in in september and i led that inning off with 
out getting anybody out and then other guys came in and didn't do any better and you know it obviously was meant to be because the nationals look at them two yeah. months later but uh you know it's tough you you go on twitter just to you know see what happened in the day and all it is is uh highlights of you giving up hits and runs and uh you know whether it's espn or major league baseball or whatever you're know, like i'm not even at, i'm not even reaching out to these people it's just i can't get away from it sometimes yeah. or or uh, you know mitchell trubisky came up with this it's like they have tvs in the locker room all day long and all they're doing is talking about how bad the bears are or in this case it was how bad this collapse was by the mets bullpen it's yeah, like right. i can't get away from it i just no. want to i just want to you know go to sleep and wake up and have that you know out of my mind and the next thing you know you get to the clubhouse and there it is on MLB Network talking about it. exactly who's in tr- who's in charge of the TVs can we put on some like family guy or some yeah, shit we don't have a bullpen guy with two <laughs> years is not in charge of the right. TVs dude that's just the go best, in there that's the best thing yeah. about the minor league system though is like we if we do see that you know like big league club or whatever it happens like nobody wants to watch that like we we consistently watched family feud on on the TV because it was something that was neutral and like nobody was like pissed off about it. It was being on. Like we all sat <laughs> yeah. down, we all played, we were all talking shit the entire time. And like that's just we didn't want to talk about baseball. That's you why know, we, we're that, at the ballpark all yeah, you, day. You spend ten hours there. Why? Yeah. Why do I want to watch baseball after I'm going to be yeah. there for six hours before the yeah. game? Then I'm going to watch a baseball game. Right. And then I want to, I want to eat dinner and watch more baseball. No, no. Exactly. And Give especially, and food. especially like if you had a rough game, like you being, you know, being a ball player, you have this short term memory you know they always preach and everything like that and it's like i don't want to worry about what happened yesterday like i'm on to the next one but meanwhile you're still in the news cycle because they have to talk about what happened yesterday and all this other shit it's just it's annoying it's just sucks it really does do you uh do you go on twitter after games like (laughs) obviously you know like if you don't do well you're gonna go and you're they're gonna be shitting on you all you have to do is type in your name so when i first got called up it was like kind of cool because they're you know, I also got started off on a really good note. So I go on and be like, dang, man, there's a lot of people talking about how good I pitched today. Like, this is kind of sick. And then, you know, you have a couple of bad outings and it turns from things being good to not so good. And um, then I was like, I'm not going to search my name on Twitter yeah. anymore. I don't want to know. Good or like, I could have a great outing. I'm still not like, I just don't go on Twitter yeah. and like, care what people are going to say right. as soon as you let that start impacting you i mean it's anybody at any level in any sport as soon as you go on twitter and you're like you see people that are hating you and you're like oh shit like uh man i'm worthless as soon as you start believing them like whether you believe hype or like oh paul seawald's the greatest because he struck out the side and i like as soon as you start believing it in either direction uh it just compromises you and, and you're like from what i know about you that's five years that i've known you is like mentally you're very solid so that's exactly stuff, right. yeah. like good or bad like i don't want to go home and be like dang man everyone's talking about how nasty i was tonight. like <laughs> i'm good like yeah. i don't yeah. need to do tomorrow i don't need to do my routine because like i shoved it i went three up three down three punches like i got this no it's like every day i wake up it's gonna be the same exact routine whether it was good or bad and i don't want anyone to tell me how good i'm doing or anyone to tell me how bad i'm doing let's look you know, hopefully in November at how the season went. Yeah. I think that's one thing that, I mean, I, I think every organization preaches is is staying on that even keel and not being too high and riding too low because that's the worst thing you can do, right? Yeah. I mean, my 2018 was like that. It was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm the best pitcher in the league. Okay. I can't get anybody out. You get sent down, you come back up. Oh, things are going really well. Like right. every outing was just a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. Like, oh, that was three out, three down. Like, this is great. Okay. Couldn't get out of the inning. Gave up four runs. Like I'm the worst pitcher of all time. Yeah. Like, and I thought I thought I did a much better job this year of just being like it's it's not the end of the world if you give up runs, but it's also not you know you're not going to be 
you're not going to arbitration next year right. because you, you had one good out like just try it <laughs> not going to totally change right. the course yeah. of everything. even a good yeah. month is just like hey that was a pretty good month yeah. but like it's on to the next month we're on to the next like yeah. it's july yeah. like now let's work on it okay july was really good let's Let's go to August. Yeah, August was really good too. Like, all right, it's September. One, one the so you know the cliche of one pitch on to Cincinnati. Time, one, yeah, on to, <laughs> there you go. We can do that too. Yeah, yeah. on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, so off the, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but I don't know the exact number. How many times since you got called up in 17 have you been up and down? Okay, so in 17 I get called up a week into the season. Was there for a week, got sent down, and then two weeks later got recalled, and then stayed the whole year. Um, right. So that was. First called up, sent down, called up. And then in 18, made the team out of camp, spent the first three months there, got sent down, was there for like two weeks, came back up for three or four days, got sent back down for a week, and then came back up and stayed. And then last year, got sent down to camp, came up a week in, pitched for a week, got sent down, came up a month and a half later, pitched one game, got sent down. And then got recalled in August, mid-August, and then stayed. So if this is for all you asshole fans that attack Paul on Twitter and any other baseball player, like you don't realize in those three years, like I think that was I took my count away nine or nine or ten, but like in the and that's pretty like and that was really good. I mean, my first year was twice, and my second year was twice. Like yeah, so but if like what for them to realize? I mean, for anybody to realize, like that takes. I mean, obviously, it's like. Just that alone, regardless of your pitching performance, like, hey, you get the phone call, you're going up to the big leagues, and then you get called in the office, and, hey, you're going back to AAA. It's like, you get that first call, you're up here, you go back down, and it's like, yeah, you're, you can get back, but it's like, oh, shit, like, what did I do wrong? And there's, there's enough doubt, I'm sure, from you and, like, what they're telling you, you need to fix whatever to, to listen to these scrubs out on the outside. Yeah, and, and I mean, just, on top of that, you when you get sent down, you have to be down for 10 days yeah. unless there's an injury. So you pretty much know, all right, well, I have two weeks in AAA mm-hmm. until they call me back. Like, so you know, you're like, well, I shouldn't, you know, watch the games because it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to root for an injury to go back. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might as well just hang out yeah. for two weeks because I'm not going back. And it's, you know, it's tough when you, you know, guys will be so good in AAA. They just mow because, you know, their stuff is great. But then they go to the big leagues and it's like they already know if I make one mistake, I'm up. I'm on the I'm Syracuse gone, yeah. shuttle. I'm yeah. back. Like, and so it's just shuttle for you. It was the Vegas shuttle <laughs> yeah. for me for two years, and yeah. then and then the Syracuse shuttle this year, yeah. and so it was just so much easier. But like, yeah, the Vegas shuttle was Brutal. a lot longer. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot longer. longer. That that's actually I didn't even think about that coming into today because it's totally switched it up. But you had that opportunity to play AAA baseball in your hometown. Yeah, and I mean, I came out to watch you pitch a couple times, and that was super cool. But that had to be just an insane experience. I mean, AAA typically is. Th- the worst place in minor league baseball. It, no one wants to be there because you're one step away from the big league. Like in single A, double A, like you're kind of like, all right, well, like I, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. It's yeah. okay. Like I, I'm working my way up there. But like AAA, you three quarters of the team stuck. has been there before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other quarter are like the Uber prospects that are on their way up that are like, well, I'll be there in July. Right. Like, so just nobody wants to be there. But when you get to sleep in your own bed, it's a lot, lot better. Yeah. Like when the first time I got sent down, they're like, you know, you get 72 hours. You, you don't have to get on our flight tonight. And I was like, well, that's my home. So like, <laughs> I'm going home. Just send right. me on the first flight back to Vegas yeah. and I'll sleep in I my just, bed. I just with won't my go fan. to the ballpark. Like, yeah. Like, uh, okay. I just won't go tomorrow. Then that's fine. But like, I'd, I'd rather just go home and see yeah, my family. Like, right. um, 
you know, so that made it a lot, that makes it a lot easier the first two years, you know, you get sent down and the, and in 2018, I, that I needed it more than anything. I was like, I can't get anybody out. Like I gotta get this together. Mm-hmm. So you go home and it's more of like a mental cleanse. Cause I'm li- living in my own house, like sleeping in my own bed where, you know, most people get sent down to AAA and you know, then they're in a hotel for three days, whatever Trying it is. Trying to look and for it's, a place to live. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you're like, just oh, like my Syracuse, apartment's gone Syracuse. now because I gave Oof. it to somebody else. And right. it's, so then it was like the first two years were such an easy <clears throat> transition from like big leagues to the AAA. It's like, okay, this is fine. Like I get to stay at home. I get to see my family. Like this is fantastic. Like I just got to go out there and work. Yeah. Would you say, so like whenever I pitch in front of like, you know, a good amount of family or something like that, you know, you get the little bit of nerves and stuff like that. Would you say that there's more nerves pitching in Vegas, being from Vegas, than you know, pitching any other location in the minor league system? Yeah, especially yes and no. I'm, I'm, my, what I'm my saying is, like family the came first out like every couple. like. I was closing when I was in Vegas, okay. so they knew they they would watch the game for the first like five innings and then get in the car and see. Oh, all right, the fifty ones are up by three. Like, dang, he's probably going to go into there and literally drive twenty minutes to Cashman. <laughs> And see and be like, oh, okay. And they're at the game for maybe 30 minutes, right. maybe. So right. then it's like, they just came, they came a lot. So, you know, there were good outings and bad yeah. outings. Um, I would say I feel that more in the big leagues when we come to the West Coast twice, if yeah. we're lucky three times a year. And then, you know, that's mostly when my family is there. And it just, I don't want to say extra pressure. I just feel like all these people have made it possible for me to get right. here. I right. just want to pitch well so badly yeah. when they're there like it makes it means you want to make them proud yeah, yeah. like i don't want to go to dodgers first time in dodger stadium you know i went out there and didn't pitch well got the loss or whatever and it's just like oh, i'm like, sure everyone being I'm a sure dodgers fan knows. like yeah. this sucks and nobody cared right, right. nobody yeah, they, cared no, except they were for so me. excited that you're like, pitching in dodger stadium they're just like yeah. oh my god my son is pitching at dodger stadium right or like my grandson or my like None of my family cares right. if I pitch poorly yeah. in AAA in the big, like it doesn't matter, but you know, it means, it means a lot to me to pitch well or, right. or it, pitch when they're there. Like it's anytime as a relief pitcher, family, I, yeah. you know, you have no idea when you're going to pitch. Right. You could go three days without throwing. And then, so it's, it's like they come days. to San Francisco last year and it's like, Sorry. Well, I pitched the same amount of innings as you guys. Like it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't my fault if we lost, you know what I mean? Um, so a little bit more pressure just because, right. you know, but, um, you know, like I said, they don't care whether I right. pitch I poorly you. or they, pitch, and they're not whether you matter. pitch poorly or you pitch good. It's like, oh hey, sorry you pitch poorly, or hey, like you pitch really good. Ten seconds later, the conversation is something else. Like, hey, right. where are we gonna yeah. go eat? Like, oh, this was this place was awesome. It was yeah. so cool. You know, we get stuck in it a little bit, and just because we've been a baseball family for so long, oh, it's yeah. tough to get out of that conversation. Just because we just have been in it for so long, but yeah. I think, um, you know, adding Molly to the situation and being you know, an outsider of the baseball world. She's like, all right, let's turn the situation from like, let's talk about anything. Who cares else. about that strikeout? Yeah. Let's talk about where we're going to eat or like what we're doing tomorrow right. before the game. And it's, it's you been to find that balance between no, life it's perfect. and work. It's perfect. You know? Yeah. Cause it is work. I mean, it, what it comes down to is it is work, but you know, if you've even, I mean, my dads and uncles, like they're all iron workers. And anytime we had father, you know, family gatherings, they were always talking about work. It doesn't yes. matter. You know, and I, I think it's the same thing for us as ball players. you know, especially with your dad being drafted, you know, Johnny being drafted, things like that and playing professional baseball. And it's just like, you know, it's hard to not talk about work when you're around I mean, know, people you, that are baseball. You know the exact right. same situation. Right. Both, like when you have multiple brothers playing, like your parents are so invested in it that they just dive into it. That's the yeah. only way to make it work because it's such a time investment right. in your family. So then it's like, Forever. Yeah, we just we just didn't yeah. do vacations because 
we went on vacation with you guys right. to California was, twelve right. times. Yeah. Like it was, so it was, those it were was your vacation. family. It was those were your family were, trips. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, so but so they your parents get it. Yeah. Everyone's parents get it. Yeah. But it's good to have that you know balance with Molly and yeah. you know obviously no she know, it, it she's equals like, stop it out, talking right. about baseball. <laughs> right. Let's talk yeah. about anything <laughs> else. And and I'm thankful for that because it's like yeah I'm just like. I've been on the field for 10 hours. Why would yeah. I want to keep talking about keep it? Talking this is about ridiculous. It, right? Just yeah. like you don't want to go home and turn on the game. And uh, So the one thing I wanted to bring up was you you got your first win this year, right? Finally. After, Finally. <laughs> All right. After, I mean, what <laughs> probably league, seemed like 10 years. Major league record for appearances without one. Congrats. So you, yeah, you are, you are a major so league record list. holder. <laughs> well, you still, no one, no one has surpassed that yet, have they? Has it been well, like, no, but then I got my win. So, well, that was the most before your my first one so that okay. is i guess that would be the record so, you so are I, record I have that record yes damn hey you Hall got some, you got more records than we do that's fucking awesome <laughs> well i said it you know it's yeah. a dubious honor it's like obviously i don't want to lose every game i go out and pitch right, but like yeah. they're putting me out there how many times like over 100 times like well, what, i am a good major league pitcher it just is like the win loss thing is so yeah. subjective like you could pitch fantastically and get the loss and you could pitch Awful and, and still managed to get a win. Yeah. So like, I mean, look not, at Degrom. I mean, his stupid numbers every year. Win loss record is terrible. Yeah, every year. Finally, like, like him winning the Cy Young last year was really like, no, the win loss thing has absolutely nothing, nothing to do right, with how you pitch. Right. A lot of the time, you know, you go out there and give up five in one inning, and yeah. while it's side like that <laughs> right. was your fault. But yeah. like, you could, I, I would go three shutout, and then we would get a, we would get the lead later and not going to win and be like. Well, I went nine up nine. Down. Like yeah. that was as good as I could possibly pitch. How right. do I not get yeah. the win? You know, it just it, is what it is. Just coming out of the pen, it's just yeah. The, especially that, I mean, it made it's it look like what was it? Pen. It was like fourteen. Was it something like that before you got mm-hmm. the win? Yep. I mean, it's not. I'm not like no. making fun of you, but no. it, that's <laughs> what it, it was like. That looks to somebody looking at it like, oh shit, Paul Seawald's gone up and he's lost fourteen games. But it's like you pitch so many, and yeah. it, like you said, like you could go out and shove, and then the next guy gives up runs, or you guys just yeah. like I mean, it's, it's coming with a one run lead. And you don't give up a run, and the next guy gets a save. You get a whole like that's everything I was supposed to do. Right, mm-hmm. like that was everything I was supposed to do. You come in with a tie, and you give up one run. Like you just get the loss because you don't end up scoring. And you know nothing not against like our offense. Bad. It just doesn't like they could score for other. They've scored for other guys when right. they give up the lead. It just never worked out for me. It just took. Uh, yeah. It just took a long time. And it well, happens, especially. I mean, it's tough coming out of the pen because like you come in and tie ball games. You know, guys with you know you. You come in, get two right-handers. You have to intentionally walk the left-hander, and then the next guy comes in behind you to get the lefty again, and then he cashes in your run. It's just like, well, I get the loss now like, because wait, that wait, was wait, my wait. run. No one while I was inti- pitching. Right, How did yeah, I get the that, loss? That's an intentional walk that goes on me, and all this. There's so many variables yeah. that just go along with it. Especially like bump, come on, the bullpen sucks when it comes to win loss. But I will say it is that's nice to have it is. one in that. It has club. like it it's is. a lot better. Oh my god, it's so much better. You have one more win than us. Fuck us. He was the 2019 Bengals there for. A while. Yeah, damn. <laughs> it take it a while. That, that, now they that. got three games to go, right? They're zero and eleven, so they still have five, five. losses. Yeah, and they're they're they got they're the not Jets. gonna they win. They're not gonna win. There's no. They're, t- they're so bad. Yeah, they're there's Browns quite again. a there's quite a bit of bad football teams this year. Like really bad. Well, the problem is tanking sometimes works. That's the worst thing that could have happened. Is like the Astros, uh, the 76er, like. Right. You tank they enough times, yeah. Yeah. then you get all the best players, and then it works, and it's like, great. Like if we're yeah. and it's it's you're either in the playoffs or might as well be the worst team in the league. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they're just there's some. The Giants are just bad. I believe they're trying their hardest, and they're just terrible. 
I don't know if they're trying to tank. They're really trying hard. They just, they're not good. It's Everybody's trying very hard. They're trying really, really You know hard. what we're not going to do, though, is we're not going to go to Twitter and then yell at them and tell them how bad they suck, though. No, I wouldn't do that. You I just, I mean? yeah, I just look at it and I just cry. <laughs> but, nah, we t- There's nothing wrong with crying as a fan. Yeah. It's, There's nothing it's not wrong that point yet. See, I, I would maybe, maybe at the end of like a Super Bowl or a World Series, if something was devastated, but they're this shitty. It's just like at this point, I, we knew, I knew since week one they were going to be bad and then they benched Eli and it got bad. But there's just like, it's a, such a separation. You like just that game last night. The Ravens are so much better than the Rams, and I mean you're a Rams yeah. fan, so you're pissed by them. But like, they're just dominant. The quarterback is worlds better. The the receivers, like the running backs, it's Mark Ingram's better than Gurley. Yeah, right. Like it's, it's crazy. Just, it's healthier and well, better, and you know, and, you know, it has to go. You know, with the offensive line, the team stat, you know, team guys. But it's just, yeah, they are really, really good though. It's okay, I, I can't lie. But you're talking about losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was me last year, crying after the Super Bowl, losing to Tom Brady, and it's like Nick's this year. You we're cr- getting him this cried? year, and then we're terrible. You cried? Not cry, but I was. I sulked. I sulked <laughs> okay, multiple times. Sad. Sad. I sulked. Yeah, from, had, but see, that's what's cool. I didn't about cry, it, but I, I sulked. Like, I definitely sulked. See, yeah. we understand. Like some fans don't under, like put us on this pedestal of like when we're frustrated because we know that they're frustrated, but we get frustrated as fans too, because we are fans of other sports and you find that in baseball because our off seasons are college football, college basketball, you know, NFL, NBA, you know, hockey, obviously, you know, so like we understand the struggle of being a fan and And your team, not winning Yeah, and your team, not winning. Like you don't think that we're all frustrated right now because gold, the golden Knights are playing like shit. Like, do you really think that we're not frustrated about this? Like, and, sad and, segue, right? <gasps> yeah, but I mean, whatever. They, they're gonna figure it out. Well, I will never, I will never lose you, faith in like, those guys. I've just seen so much. It's all about momentum in every sport. In every sport, it's like, would yeah. you rather them kill it in November, right. like October, November, December? Yeah. Or would you rather them get hot in February and March, leading into the play? Like, yeah. All you have to do is get into the playoffs. Yes. Ask the Nationals. Ask the Royals. Ask the Sharks like, last year. Ask the Sharks. Yeah. All you have to do is sneak in, and then everyone gets a chance. Yep. So, I mean, people that are disappointed with how it's going, it, I would like them to play better. But ultimately, if they're going to have one bad stretch and one good stretch, right. I'd rather their bad stretch be early and their good stretch be late. And they've been running into some buzz saws too. Yeah. Like Dallas is fourteen and one in their last fifteen. It's stupid. And there's nothing you can do like, about your scheduling like that. Yeah. It just it is what it is. So. And now they're going up to Nashville, and like it, that's one of the toughest places to play. Like the, and Nashville already came here, beat the shit out of us. Now we have to go up there, and hopefully we can re- return the favor. But it's just like yeah, it's tough right now. And and they say in hockey, like if you're still in the playoff hunt by the first of the year you're good and the like blues that, that's were in what, dead yes. last yes. they were the worst team in the league <laughs> they won the stanley cup so yeah. do you think it matters if you're the nope. best team in november not no. even a little bit no, no. as we're long good. as you get in yes. the playoffs you i'm not saying i'm not saying cruise and then you miss the play like but no, as long yeah. as you get in the playoffs right. it doesn't matter well hopefully we're gonna have a uh, right before you go to spring training we'll get you back on again and we'll we'll be in a much better mood. To make sure he's, he, he's rolling, having a good rolling. time though. With he this. seems happy. He would have yeah. left already if he wasn't. But <laughs> oh, I, speaking I, of that, before you have Should I that, quit? I got a flight to Mexico <laughs> early. I gotta go. Uh, but that just I was thinking about football teams uh, losing, and you're Gorman Gales lost this weekend. Mm. Um, I did. You're the second guest in a row that's from Gorman, uh, and you yeah, I think I'd be a bad Gorman guest. Yeah. 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 Well, whatever. Damn. Whatever. I'm gonna start. Suck it. I'm gonna start claiming it. Yeah, I graduated from Gorman. Oh nine um but <laughs> i played for their summer ball team one time with paul did you? i know we wanted brian to come to gorman and yeah. he said no i went to and Vegas, then baby. Too good. 
he had to represent his east side or whatever he claims. <laughs> but uh, we never being... even got to play each other in high school either. I know we never scheduled you guys. Well, you guys, uh, you guys were scared. No, that we, was no, when we you like weren't we allowed. Yeah, to. we couldn't. It was it was like a unwritten yeah, rule with like certain programs. Yeah, we, like things were started to go downhill yeah. when we were there with the basketball program and stuff. So then they're like, we're not scheduling Gorman anymore and anything, and right. so we weren't allowed yeah. to play anybody in town until until league play and then the playoffs. Right. So were you part of? Uh, the domination like years so you you want to my first year my first year we were terrible and then my sophomore year we were good but we weren't great we were good we weren't great we weren't the if you like lined up the 12 best players in the state we weren't the best team for sure but we kind of just got hot in the playoffs we lost our very first game and we're like yeah this is just that. the old Gorma thing. Haven't won yeah. a state championship. Can't win in the playoffs. And then that. we just rattled off 10, 11 straight wins and just. You guys lost to Palo, right? Lost to Palo. Yeah. Jeez, how, came back hey, how and about that memory right yeah. there, bud? And just started smoking people <laughs> yeah. left and right. Um, yeah. And we ended up winning the state championship against Silverado, who had like all these guys were going to school and got drafted and the whole thing. And we were just kind of like, we don't. Yeah, Mike McDade, we're all young and Kevin we were not like. Mike we, McDade, Mike yeah. McDade, Kevin Rath, dude, Robinson, dude. I mean, they uh, were throwing yeah. out guys, yeah. um, and it was just like I don't know how we're beating them, like, but we beat them. Yeah. Um, and then it's all uh, about momentum, Paul. We got momentum, <laughs> and then it was like, then it was like, wait, no, we are, we're just better than everybody else, and got that like confidence, and just knew that like there's no like you're not better than us. we're just gonna win every game. Yeah. Um, and it didn't matter if we were playing Nevada, if we went down to California, and we played, you know, all these top teams with guys that you see on tv every night mm-hmm. um we just we just learned to win and we beat people all the time so my sophomore junior senior year we won and then um uh, you brother, won the state championship all three years, all yeah. three years yeah. damn <laughs> you said it in the beginning as a three i know time but I, I was thinking maybe it'd be i think it, maybe you won one one year and it was split up no so, yeah. so never, freshman I mean, year we were stunk no they made the playoffs rattled up seven straight yeah, seven straight there you go I made yeah, the playoffs four, one four time in high school and we got the shit kicked out of us in the first game <laughs> Damn, that's well, insane. It, here's the thing but, about Vegas. Sorry, so okay. my sophomore year, we lost our first game. My senior year, we lost the very first game of the playoffs. Yeah, and had to win, you know, eleven, get twelve hot. straight to get back. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. that was your Vegas one, two in a row, and then ended up losing the next two to fucking Silverado, I think. Yeah, we ended up losing, and yeah. Chef and Bake were like, we should we were we were, we were by like, far the two they best nervous? teams that we're gonna too. win. That was so we're gonna annoying. win a million games in a row yeah. now. Yeah. And we did. I remember so nice, when, nice. when we won our game, I remember checking on the phones, you know, stuff like that and seeing you guys lost. And I was like, holy shit, like, are they seriously not going to win it this year? But no. Yeah. They had Paul Seawald come on to sleeper. Okay, well, I so think we were probably the only team that could have competed. It. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Because you could, you like, we had Bryce, we had West Grass, we had me, you know, Marvin Campbell. Yeah. Like, we had some guys that were really, really good. So when you run into like, a buzzsaw pitcher and, like, yeah. Obviously, if you'd have pitched against us, you'd have been on, like, yeah. we would have been but in yeah, trouble. But you guys would have had, yeah, but you guys would have had, you know, whether it was Donnie or you or, you know, Jeff, Jeff, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. shit, Gallo was there, right, at the time? No, he is my brother's class, so he was in eighth grade my senior year. Oh, okay. All right. I always think that they're the same age as Bryce because they played together, yeah. but they're a year behind. Okay. That's a, that kid's a freak. Gallo? He's a monster. Oh, my God. It was yeah. exciting to see him really, like, take off this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nice. he, <clears throat> instead of being Mr. Three outcome guy, it's like, no, you got to get a hit once in a while. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't just be a home, but, like, you got to get on base and, uh, he really, I mean, it was an awesome yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah. It, was exciting. It, it was fantastic to watch. Yeah. And that was one of those things where, it, like, the people that really understood baseball were like, he's 
at the beginning, he was literally getting paid to hit home runs. They didn't give yes. a shit. Yeah. And then it was like, it had you had to think about just his well-being, like your confidence. I just remember being a hitter and being in a slump or like hitting 200. And be like, oh, I'm the biggest piece of shit ever. And he's that at the major league level. But it's like, he's still hitting 30 home runs. And every, like they're happy about that. And it's fine. But now he's becoming like an all-around good yeah. hitter. And that was one year. Like, right. what's he doing this offseason to get yeah. to see what he does next year? Yeah, like, as long as he stays healthy. You know, that hand feels better. You should yeah. be good to go. Right. Yeah, stay healthy and just keep hitting balls to the gap and get hit, get hit your 50 bombs and but win I've an MVP. For, I've said for years, in a BP contest, I don't know if I've seen anybody in the world that can I want to see. Like, I want to see him. He just absolutely crushes balls. Yeah, I want to see him in the home run derby so bad. He's got to do like it. Like, your brother's BP is... Impressive, it, it but I'm telling like, you, yeah. Joey's, no, is Joey's like is, just majestic, yeah. no, like, like high flying. Yeah. I, well, I I played against him in Myrtle Beach, and it was okay. him and like Nick Alfa or yeah. Nick Williams, Literally, Jorge all Alfaro, those guys are in the like, show now. Yeah, that entire Odubel Herrera, like yeah. er, the entire roster is is in you know uh, the big leagues now. But yeah, watching Gallows, like okay, or in Hagerstown, he played in Hagerstown too. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> right. Hagerstown has a short wall in right field. Yeah, because he and needs he that. Is just, <laughs> Bombs over the over the or light or yeah. light towers. Well, every offseason, man, coaching they get they all came out. All those guys that take BP, Jeremy's thrown to him, and yeah. he gets in there, and it's like first round. It's like a couple <laughs> swings the other way, and then it's just whack, and it's I like mean, six hundred. Like, the him, second they start swinging, like swinging, yeah. they're just gone. But he's gone. there's a soccer, you know, the soccer field yes. out in right field. Yeah. He's hitting them to the other side, and it's like no one's doing that. He's hitting them over the light towers. You know what's that's funny too is he's not using those fucking juice baseballs either. Yeah, those are the dead baseballs. Yeah, those yeah. are the dead baseballs in BP. Yeah. And, it's, and then he comes in the game, and it's juice baseballs, and it's like, holy shit. And it's December, January. It's right. 35 <laughs> degrees, and they're taking BP at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> right. uh, but he's just, I mean, we can we can sit here and drop names all day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm an outsider that knows all these guys that have from here that are big leaguers. I mean, you being one of them, Gallo being another. I mean, Fetty. I'm, I'm, I consider myself lucky to know you guys, but it's just like, just like I know him, like the fact that he didn't make it to the show, like we know each other through baseball, we know each other through baseball, and we actually right. met at the same time, but you guys grew up not knowing that there's fucking 10 of you guys that are in the big leagues right now, yeah. and then in the last five years, there's probably been 15 to 20 guys, like... To me, that's insane because nowhere, nobody from where I came from was a big leaguer. Like it's, it's got to be weird for you a little bit to look well, around. It wasn't even like realistic to think that Not that with, many people because right. there just haven't been that many people from Vegas be major leaguers. Um, we just had a lot of really supportive dads that put us in situations to succeed. Versus like you know there were just a lot of dads that were like, okay, like if my kid wants to play baseball, I'll make sure that he gets all the reps possible. Like. Yeah. You know, we had three club teams in town or so that constantly played each other all the time. Yeah. And they just got, and we were always we just got better. better. Yeah. And that's how, next thing you know, you know, then they're in high school and, you know, it got really competitive in high school. That's when the perfect ga- or the uh, perfect game started. And yep. so then it's like, you're going down to California to play in these uh, showcases and tournaments. And then you're playing California kids who are obviously better than most of the kids in Las Vegas. So then you just get a lot better. And so I think it just started because we just played really competitively for a long time until you had enough people that were like, no, I've played against the best forever. Like, I know I can do it as long yeah. as I, you know, give everything. And and next thing you know, you have, you know, five, six friends in the big leagues and 25 guys you played with from Little League up that played in pro ball. And it's like, okay, Vegas is a town. Yeah. And you know, it, it helps to have some of the superstars that we've had come from here that it's like, whoa, like MVPs come from Las Vegas. Right. That's mm-hmm. a, That's obviously, you know, 
big on the national stage that they're like Vegas baseball is pretty good, but like you talk about other than Chris and Bryce, there's 20 people that have been. Hey, in the you big take them out of years. the equation. Still, this is you still, still have like a, a substantial amount. I think that's one thing too is like being in clubhouses where you don't have another Vegas guy, but seeing them on TV, it's kind of a pride thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like ah, oh, Vegas guy. Like, that's my boy. You know, Vegas. Ah, Vegas guy. Yeah. You know, and like it, people get tired of it because it's like so. You know, it's like ah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Sorry, being I proud of like yeah. being from Vegas and like you know from like the 2007 high school you know graduate to the 2012 like that five six years is absurd on how many guys like actually made it and i think the coolest thing about me and paul and you know honestly donnie and actually ak too chase and geez everybody that probably our age though is we were not like the best kids growing like growing up like it wasn't like you know like Oh, Paul's gonna be like a first rounder. Like it wasn't like with Bryce and like Malmer and 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 Gallo. Like yo, those guys are like the guys. But like we were kind of like, oh yeah, like they'll probably play in college. You know, it was like okay. But I think it's just we all outwork. Like especially you. Like I know you work your ass off. Like we just outworked everybody. Yeah, you I, know, because we had to. People are astonished when you know I do these things with fans or whatever, and you tell them like, no, nah, I've I've literally never been the best player on any yeah. team I've ever played on ever mm-hmm. ever. Me neither. Like ever, like other than I guess your little league team before you get to all star, but like not even on all stars. I was never no. the best player on my all. Like I've just always been like, dang, that guy's better than me. <clears throat> I I have to work harder yeah. and I have to be better so that I'm just as good as him. That's and it's probably like, the case for so many guys though. Like if you if you really went through every big every forty man roster and asked them like, hey, were you? Would you say that you work harder? I wouldn't or say that not in the big league roster. No. No, dude, you gotta, see, think, you gotta think, think those are, dude, the, how many guys are bonus babies? How many guys are first rounders, top five rounders, things like that? Like, those yeah, are usually you your still best be a, guys. You still gotta work hard to get to the big leagues. I, no, no, we're not, I'm not discounting the hard work. I'm just saying, like, we didn't have that aura of being the top guy. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I'm not so, saying that you had an aura of being yeah. the top guy. I believe that right. you weren't. But I'm saying that if you went, it's not like there's probably more people with that story than like, yeah, I was just the shit. Like I made, I was a first rounder. Like how many first rounders truly make it compared to the rest of the All draft? Of them. Like, no. Make Dude, it and you, stay are way different though. Yeah. Like I would say 10%, probably 10% of big leaguers are the ones that just like, they just wake up in the morning, kind of like, I'll grab a cup of coffee and I'm like, I'm one of the best 15 players in yeah. big leagues. It just is what it is. Okay, the 10%, re- yeah. The rest of the 90% just grind, just yeah. grind. Like, you know, you have like, 33% who like literally never should have gotten to the big leagues. Like I don't, for whatever reason, somebody got injured. Like even timing, like me, like they're like out. jury's familiar was suspended for domestic violence and we needed a reliever and it was the first week and everyone threw and I got called up. Like if he doesn't get in trouble, who, who knows, knows if I even get yeah. a chance? Like who knows, who knows if who I knows. even get a chance? You just like everyone needs break after break yeah. to get there. And, and then there's the 10% that just, you know, they have it and They've that's just great great and for them and they're making multi multi-million dollars but like the rest of us just grind through the minor leagues just to get there and then you just grind through years one two three and then you get a little bit better and then it's like okay like i i made it five years yeah let's make it 10 paul before you know it we'll be at 10 years and we'll be still a little ways to go. 10 years yeah we got a ways to go but just just one pitch at a time man you'll get there don't worry about it wow what a cool <laughs> Uh, yeah, so one point, like, obviously you pitched at USD, but well, at some point you had to realize like, oh shit, like I, I can do this. Like I can get paid to do this. It w- was, it wasn't, I, probably wasn't in high school. No, it was, in college. it was like my junior year of college. I really took off my freshman year and sophomore year. I was 
not very good. Um, in my junior year, you know, I started getting a lot stronger, worked with a personal trainer and like for the first time started putting on weight and strength and started throwing harder. And it was like 91 outing, 91, the next outing, 92, 93. And I was like, okay, like now I'm throwing in the range that you have to, to get drafted, like to be honest. Um, and I was like, okay, like I can do this. And you go fall practice and we played Fullerton and I pitched great against Fullerton for a couple innings. I was like, all right, well that's Cal State Fullerton. If I can get them out, like yeah, I can get drafted. I can, I can give it a shot. Um, you know, and then things didn't work out junior year, getting drafted, went senior year and pitch grade. But, um, I think it was, so then I get drafted and I'm going and did you get drafted your junior year at all? No, I didn't get okay. drafted. I said, I was like, I want X amount of dollars. And they're like, eh, you're not going to get that. Yeah, I sorry. Like, well, I want that. <laughs> and then my senior year was the first year of the CBA where they're like, seniors are going to get zero dollars. No. And I was like, you know what? I probably would have changed my outlook if I knew that I was going to get $1,000 the next year. Um, but it, you know, it is what it is. And obviously I was super jealous of a couple of people that got drafted and left my junior year and they don't play baseball anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you signed things. for $1,000, $1,000. Damn. I got a bigger signing bonus than you, Paul. How about big bonus that? baby. Over I'm there. A bonus baby. <laughs> I had tr mine was triple yours. So how about that? <laughs> so, okay. So like, like that, that's kind of to my point where like people think of major league baseball players as everybody, everybody being super rich and like just the greatest, but you signed for a thousand dollars. So your checks, I mean, I posted that. We talked after lunch, I posted that picture. Yes. Your checks were the same as we mine. Looked exactly like that. Three hundred dollars for mine. two weeks of work. Everybody's looked like that. And when and when you got when you get there, it's like you're in a room with hundred and fifty guys or wherever for me <laughs> yes. it was in the AZL. So I'm sitting in there with like guys that are rehabbing, all the college guys that just got drafted, the guys like all the, the Latins, the, all, the young Latins, yeah, that are just like they're sitting there and and you're looking at it like, okay, so this is your contract, this is what it's going to look like for the next four years. If you're in the AZL, you're going to make eleven hundred dollars in a month. If you're in low A, short season, whatever, you're going to make eleven hundred and fifty dollars a month, and it, it goes up by fifty dollars, like twelve fifty. Yeah, and then like the next, nothing. if you're yeah, there nothing. for the next year, it's like fifty dollars higher, and you're like, how the hell am I going to live off this? So, um, it always blew my mind that they would like people are asking everybody for autographs, and like then coaches grab me like, hey, don't sign shit for like those guys because they're just trying to steal your money. I'm like, what? but I don't have any money. <laughs> like, what do you mean? They're like, what? well, they can't steal any of my money because I don't have they any. They think you do. Like, and so that's kind of weird. But you, I mean, obviously being in, making it to the big leagues, you've made a pretty good amount of money, like right. being up nine, ten times and, and staying up for that distance. So you're on a level where you're making big league money, but you're still so far away from some of the other guys that like just a starting pitcher on your team. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to think about like Molly and I talk about it, that it's like, I'm making so much money compared to everyone else in America. And then I sit in my locker <laughs> and the person next to me's paychecks are 25 times the size yeah. of mine. That's like, that just blows me away. I'll never forget. We went to a, a, a bullpen dinner. My very first, very first time up. It was like maybe like a weekend in my recall. So I have like maybe two weeks of service time. So I, I do have like, I got a paycheck with a little bit of money in it. So I finally was like, yes, I have. <laughs> I'm I have, rich. I'm rich. <laughs> I have steaks tonight. Five points of, uh, I have five. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, Five. I have more than ten thousand dollars. Gotcha. Five commas. You have five. <laughs> I have a comma. I have a comma. You have five numbers in yes. Either way. Okay, gotcha. Um, you have a. You have. So a I actually comma. have money that I can afford to 
pay for my meal at this bullpen dinner type thing and not feel bad about like like yeah i, have, I got it i can i can have a right. hundred dollar dinner yeah. and not yeah. and i'll be all right yeah so we go and it's you know we get everything first bullpen dinner <clears> there's <throat> like alcohol flowing appetizers drink like the whole thing and it's yeah. it's quite the thing and i was like that's all right like i'll overextend myself it's all right we'll be okay <laughs> and they said Start sweating <laughs> they said uh oh, we're gonna do credit card roulette and i was like oh well, this would be a lot. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I got stuck with this, this would be a all. lot. I can't do it. And all. I was like, all right. And everyone put theirs in real quick. And I was like, oh, well, I guess this is the thing. And I was like, God, there's 10 of us. There's no way they pick me. It's okay. They pick me out. And I was like, yes, not me. And they're like, oh, the way we do it is whoever we pick out. first. I was like, oh. Damn. And I kind of sat there and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, I, I mean, I, I have that much money yeah. in my bank account. I don't want to spend it on well, one think, dinner. You're right. thinking about Especially all the other shit all you can do, yeah, guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it was a joke. The two guys with the most veteran time obviously split it, yeah. but they just wanted to give me a little scare. And I was like, oh, wow. And I, you know, I was telling my parents this, and they're like, that's still like. You should just tell me you paid for it. Really expensive dinner. And I was like, well, no, they make $36,000 a day. Right. Yeah, both of them. Nothing. Yeah. And, and those are just relievers. Those aren't even the guys that the, you even right, really know. Those guy, were guys, guys that you're like, oh, I didn't realize he was bigger. 36 thousand dollars a day i was like that's a buck in the drop like a drop in the bucket for them there's no problem and i was like that's where i want to get and i was like i know i'm making a ton of money but that is money money yeah that's just it's crazy that there's the the separation because you're doing the same thing but like you said those guys are also relievers so being i mean you've had time in the big leagues how do you get to that point like what do you do you stay on the same path obviously you working your ass off is a given like we've both witnessed it firsthand but is there something <clears throat> you need to do to get to that level or you just gotta keep keep hammering yeah. every single no, day no it's uh i found out the hard way in 2018 that i pitched well in 17 i was like oh okay i pitched well in 17 like i just got to do my thing and i'll be good and it's like no you cannot do anything the same from year to year even from like month to month you have to keep getting better and keep working on your repertoire and working on, you know, your pitch sequencing and how you're, you know, shaping pitches like literally every day. Um, and I found out the hard way in 18 and kind of got stale and, you know, I was like, wow, my scouting report is out and everyone knows kind of what I'm doing. And I fell apart from like really what I do best and kind of took a look in the mirror in 19 and was like, okay, that's, that like wasn't good enough. I need to figure out how to get better this year and how to get better next year and how to get better this month because last month was okay, but it wasn't great. Like you just literally have to think every day, like what can I do to get better? Because the scattering reports are so good that if you do the same thing for two weeks, the next time you play that team, right. they know what you do. Like, so you and just exactly. can't do the exact same thing. You have to be different. You have to look different. You have to figure out what, you know, I have to look every day like, okay, we're playing the Phillies. Like, what does JP Riomuto do against me? That's really well. Like, what does he do that he struggles with? I just need to figure that out, and I need every day to figure figure out how to go to his weakness without going directly to his weakness yeah. type thing. That's such a weird. Like, the scouting report thing. Yeah. Is, yeah, it is. Like, I mean, especially we, in your yeah. division, you face guys. I mean, I have 10, 12 at bats against some of these guys against the yeah. Phillies. Mar like. Yeah. I can't just throw the same three pitch sequence every time. Like especially because he's never left twice. either. I mean, it's just like facing right. Bryce and JT because JT was in Miami. Yeah, you and just you know, and then Bryce is in. You in, just in, switch in, to the yeah, Phillies. It, from, they just jump. Yeah. And it's still the inner division. Yeah. You know, you, you're not. You can't get away from some of those guys. No. And they're doing the same thing too, just from a hitting <clears> perspective. Like they have, they're trying to do exactly what you're doing. They're sitting there like, "What's Paul going to throw me?" And you're thinking like, "What does he think I'm going to throw?" Yes. Like, yeah. So there's 
obviously those guys in the pen that have been there forever. Is there anybody that in your career, a veteran that's just kind of taking you and been, or even still taking you? Because I know that you've done it. Like when Hags got pulled up and I texted you like, hey, be nice to see him. You're like, oh, I'm sitting next to him on the bus. I'm like, oh, shit, that makes me happy. Like knowing yeah. that he's there. So there's, was, is there anybody now currently that's like your like dad on, in not, the bullpen? It's not now, but Jerry Blevins was with the Mets my first Jerry's two years. Man. Um, I haven't heard anybody say a negative thing about Jerry ever. Yeah, He's been great. Right. Um, he so he, you know, he, when I first got called up, he didn't have a catch partner. I guess he was just playing catch with one of the bullpen catchers. I was like, well, I'm new. I don't have a bullpen. <laughs> I don't have a catch partner. Like, you just want to play catch? Paul's just standing over in the just corner like, with the I ball. hope somebody plays <laughs> the catch The thing is, he just has the things for lefties. That's all it is. <laughs> That's my thing, you know. You, Shreve, every day in, in the offseason, I just need a left-hander to play catch yeah. Well, it's um, so much better playing catch with the opposite hand that you are. Because, 100%. like, things you know, catching balls, everything like that. Like, I hate playing catch with left-handers. I absolutely hate it. It's just miserable. Yeah. They start throwing so, sinkers and you're just catching your yeah. thumb. I mean, yeah, oh, you, yeah, you played catch with Bradford there for a while. Yeah. When you were here saying, in Vegas. Saying sinker and it's a cutter and it yeah. hit me. And, and see, he's then that's the whole right hand. That's why I won't play thing. catch with yeah. anyone with a sinker ever again. <laughs> well, you know, you have a uh, chase in spring training to play catch with. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You're so right. I never thought about that. You're right. Yeah. That's going to be Go cool. right I mean, that's going to be sweet. Have you ever, have you been on the same team with him? Never. Ever? Not yeah. once ever. Not None in of us high have. school, not in college, like never. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Cause well, you yeah. guys were teammates at CSN. No, no, no. I'm talking professional oh, baseball though. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think yeah. of like, yeah, I meant, I meant the actually whole, played. Yeah. Actually no, Donnie and Dunner did. Right. I'm trying to think. No. Yeah, who cares? Either way. Yeah, either way. You, you got a spring training catch partner. Donnie has been there. Donnie and JJ. Donnie and JJ. San Diego. There you go. San Diego. That's what it was. Uh, what, but yeah, so it would be nice to have him I'm as done. a teammate. The first fun. time, yeah. I'm like, what do you guys I have no idea what you guys are trying to figure out. <laughs> like, yeah, You're I right. know. Like, it's never stops, dude. There's always going to be something there. But okay, so Jerry Blevins, Brian, to hijack that. <laughs> He's just your. Um, you know, he I'm was just one talking of those about Jerry. That, Jerry's the man. <laughs> he was one of the guys that took us out to dinner. Yeah. And he had six years of major league service time at the time. So, I mean, he had been there. And it wasn't like get called up and stay there for six years. Like mm -hmm. he had his first two years were really rocky. Like doesn't matter how well you pitch, you are on the next bus back yeah. to Sacramento. Like, so he kind of understood a lot of like the negative parts of it as well as like, well now I, you know, I've been here for six years and I'm not getting sent down and I'm making money in free agency. So like he had just known a lot of, a lot of the situations where it's like you ask some people, they don't like, they don't get it. They got called up and have never been option. They don't understand the system of getting sent down and that sort of thing. So, um, and just being in the bullpen, he's a great guy to, you know, bounce ideas off and, and kind of ask questions and, and just be a really good mentor. He's been great. That's one of the, the bullpen to me has always been a, uh, just a foreign object because I've never, you know what I mean? Like I never had to go, right. like I was like, I caught when like in travel ball when we were like 10 and like, you, we didn't really throw bullpens, right. but it was always just go stand in on pens, whatever. But even watching games on TV, you look out there and then going, I went to the Padres Dodgers series at the end of the year and I walked out to the pen and they're all just like, everybody's doing their own thing. And then there's like three guys over here that are like spinning shit, like pretending, like talking. So what, I mean, how do you pass the time? Like you, so, cause you don't know if you're going to pitch or not. Like right. it could be the eighth, could be the seventh. You might yeah. come in in the fifth in the ninth, like whatever. You know, it's always good to know your role. You know, when you know your role, you know when to get prepared. Like, I know if we are up by less than three runs, I am not like, I'm probably not going to pitch because we have Lugo Diaz. Like we have all kinds of guys that like, that's their time to throw. Okay. If the starter's not looking great in the third, like I should probably get up and start stretching. Cause like if we're behind early, that's my role to pitch the fifth and the sixth or the sixth and seventh when we're losing type thing. So you kind of know your role and that always makes it easier to figure out how to prepare to get ready to get in the game. 
uh, but like when Jake is pitching, you kind of know I have You're a few going. innings before yeah. I'm going to go in. Like worst case scenario would be like the sixth. Um, usually it's the eighth. So you kind of go from there and you're like, first couple innings, put your feet up. You're kind of just like talking about, well, what'd you do in LA? What'd you do in Denver last night? Like, um, I went to the zoo with my kids this morning type stuff. And you kind of like kind of chit chat or whatever, or like, you know, when fantasy football is going or when football is going in September, it's just constantly like, you know, all of August is like the lead up to the fantasy draft. So then you're talking about like, you're just kind of getting ready and it's like trying to figure out rules and like, you kind of just talk about anything other than baseball. As long as you're watching the game and kind of like figuring out, okay, like it's still zero, zero in the third, like Mm -hmm. we're good. Like I'm not getting get in the game. Like we're okay. Um, and then, you know, otherwise it's like, okay, like, Hey, I was watching you yesterday and you, like you look different than you normally do. Like what See, were that's you more of like, the like, comp, like what I'm trying just to like occasionally, you don't want to like, I don't want to get in somebody's head right before. And yeah. I don't want somebody to be like, Paul, your slider yesterday was this. And I'm like, but 10 minutes before I'm going to go in the game, like, yeah. great. Now yeah. I have to think about my, yeah, sli- that's more like, like a first inning comment. Like, yeah. Hey dude, your, your yeah. slider last night was trash. What was yeah. up with that? Like, so you don't want, you don't want that, but it is kind of like, Hey man, like last couple of times it's kind of been this, or like, you know, the guy who didn't pitch well is like trying to figure out, well, why didn't I pitch well last night? Yeah. Like, and you kind of say like, Hey man, like your breaking ball wasn't doing what it normally does. Like I watch it every day. Like mm-hmm. I know what your stuff looks like and that doesn't look like it. Yeah. And you kind of just talk about like, well, what'd you do? And it's like, well, I was feeling this. So I was kind of doing that. So a little bit of like, it's like 50, 50, like baseball talk, 50, 50, shooting the shit, anything, yeah. shooting the shit, yeah. anything, but baseball to kind of like not just sit there and like laser focus for three and a half yeah, hours. Can, yeah. The thing is in the bullpen, you can't be locked in from the jump. Like, you have like we know like when we need to get ready like the rule was like you know this year in Marpen it was like all right fourth inning like we're yeah. gonna we're gonna screw around and be the bullpen that we want to be in by the fourth inning and then yeah. like fourth inning rolls around and Start it's not even like in. all right guys lock in it's like no like we all knew because we I mean, we were a, we were a veteran crew like we had you know twenty seven to thirty two year olds down there like yeah. we were all been around doing you know done what we needed to do and it was just kind of like all right you know fourth inning you know and obviously yeah. you have those innings where like. It, this guy's not getting out. Yeah, Starters this guy's not getting, not getting out. out of the yeah. inning. Like, like, we all have to, like, and that's where it's like, okay, the adrenaline goes and then everything takes over and you're, yeah. it's just second nature. Takes me, I have like a routine that takes me about 20 to 25 minutes that well, then I've, I feel, I've seen you do the routine like, a couple of times. <laughs> then I feel like, okay, I am physically and mentally like ready to go. So, you know, I'll just take a look like, all right, it's the fourth, 20, 25 minutes, like, He's kind of mowing, so maybe it's good for me to like do it now because if he has two quick innings, like it could be the seventh, and the last thing you want to do is get caught off guard. Everyone's been caught off guard because yeah. they're like, this pitcher has given up five straight hits in the third, and it's like actually get somebody going. And you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, but like it's you kind of figure it out just as your routine, <clears throat> just as like you would know as like a pinch hitter, you know like, okay, the- <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I either uh, played or sat on the bench the entire time. There was no no pinch hit. You never pinch hit in a single no, game in your entire life. I probably never, never succeeded. Never once. Probably never did it well. Well, maybe you needed a better routine. We're going to look that I up. Yeah, clearly. We'll I didn't know. That's reference. why I wanted to bring up like the routine part of it because there was – like I, wa- I every day you guys threw bullpens when I was coaching, I watched you go through every part of it. And yeah. if you would were to take those eight, ten guys that were out there twice a week doing those routines and compare them to eight or ten of the pitchers on our team – 
it like you wouldn't believe the difference. There's there's no almost no routine on the college side, right. which I don't know what it was for you, but like I'm guessing your freshman and sophomore year, there wasn't a whole lot of routine. No. You didn't have anything figured out, and and that was probably like my issue in junior college. Why I was wasn't very good is I kind of just like went up there and hit. There wasn't a, a method to it, and and watching you go through like all of your warm ups, like you do bands and. It, you do driveline, right? I, I'm kind of. I, I do, yeah. Some weighted ball yeah, stuff. Yeah, some weighted ball stuff. But you have it figured out to where it's like you know you're not getting on that mound unless you do that routine. Right. And if you if something is rushed and you like cut half of it off, it's gonna fuck you up. Just like it would mess up stepping to the tee box, like when we go play golf next week, and and you have something screwed up in your routine. You're like, oh shit, like this is not good. And hopefully you'd be able to step it'd away. Be, but it'd be like for people who play golf, it would be like just not going to the range. Yeah. And then just climb it on the first tee and be like, all right, like what, you're up and, and there's he, no mulligans. Like yeah, you're up. Go. And it's like, well, I, I don't know if my driver is going to slice or hook today. Like I haven't taken a single swing. Like, I, I don't know. And it's, so for me, it's like, no, I want to know that when I get on the mound to throw my two throws in front of the mound, two throws behind and then climb on the mound. Like I know it'll take me 12 throws and I'm in the game no matter what, like I'm ready mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of makes you know, like, all right, like, I know I'm ready. Or if they call down, they're like, is he ready? And I'm like, no, I'm on pitch three. More. Like yeah, yeah. if you, if you have somebody like Tyler shoe, like we're good to go. Um, so you need, it just is like, and you're saying you didn't have it in junior college. And I certainly didn't have it my first couple of years. That's what I talk about with like expanding. You just, every year you just have to figure out like, well, what gets me like more prepared? Like the older I get, the more it's like before you ever get on the field stuff, uh, just stretching and mobility and that sort mm -hmm. of thing kind of makes sure that I feel good when it's my time. But it's it's just constantly figuring out like what do I have to do to make sure that I'm like as healthy and prepared as possible. Yeah, I think I, a lot of it too is in your pregame throwing program, though, right? I mean, a lot of the work that I always have gotten done was you know working on pitches, things like that, and knowing you know, and that's what you were saying about you know talking baseball, but that's kind of like the pregame, you know, like in catch yeah. play, talking with your partner, yeah. like, hey, what's that doing? Because that wasn't doing that last night, yeah. you know, type situation. So yeah, like, like seven o'clock game, <clears throat> our work as a bullpen guy is done at three thirty, yeah. four yeah. o'clock. Like, so then it's like, okay, so I do all my stuff in the training room. I feel great. It's time to throw, stretch. Then it's time to throw. You go out, do long toss, whatever you're going to do. And then you get maybe 10 throws of your catch partner or you bring the over the bullpen catcher and you want to do like a flat ground of 12 pitches. And it's the same thing. Like, hey, your slider is not doing what it normally does. So I don't know if it's your grip. I don't know. Like you're kind of trying to work with somebody and be like, okay, like let me get with the bullpen catcher and kind of like snap 12 off and figure yeah. out, mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. Like that was it. Or like, Oh, that's still not it. Like, what do you like? How do you throw Like, what are you thinking when you throw? Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. We, when, I mean, it was, if this is a total knock on me in junior college, we were given like the, the tools. It was like, Hey, create a routine, do this. And I think, I don't, I don't know if I just didn't care or didn't, work hard enough at establishing it and then when i got to unlv and like a guy like tj where it was like everything was meticulous like it was five swings off to tj this way this way this way this way ground balls work through the whole thing and it was like oh shit like he's the best best guy on this team right now like we, i gotta start doing that i'm like oh shit i yeah. probably could have been doing this for the last three years like and, and and probably realized that a little bit too late but really like even from playing and then going into pro ball and then coming back to coaching college, the guys that succeed at the college level and at the, the pro level are the ones that are doing the same thing, not necessarily like 
the same thing, but their routine before yeah. they go to hit is exactly the same. And if something's off, they know how, how to fix it. And yeah. like the guys that just go up that showed up right before you went in the cages, took a couple like half ass swings and, and then they go struggling like, oh shit, I can't figure it out. It's like dumbass. Like you did something totally different than you did yesterday. Yeah. And there's no way, especially at the high, like the big league level, you can yeah. just, maybe those 10% can just show up, but there's so much you have to do mentally and physically exactly the same like you said you have to look at all those scouting reports but knowing that your physical routine is locked down that's one less thing you got to worry about yeah like and, and you have it figured out so i had a really good conversation with jay bruce last year i kind of was asking him and because he had you know a couple low points in 2018 when it was hurt and things weren't going well and then i started to struggle towards the end of the year and i was kind of like hey man like you look really good now like what like what'd you do because i got to get myself out of a rut mm -hmm. too and he told me a story that he had with Joey Votto, who is like Mr. Routine, like just meticulous on everything. And he's like, he just says like, I can look myself in the mirror and go over four. If I did everything from the second I mo from the moment I got to the field, like I was prepared. I just didn't get a hit. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And you just have to get to the point where you're like, I literally, I did everything I could. Mm -hmm. I was prepared. My long toss was good. My stuff in the pen was like, re I threw my 12 pitches. Like I was ready. My eight warmups were good. I just didn't like, they just weren't the best pitches and I got hit today. But like, I did everything I could. There wasn't, because if you go home and you're like, well, maybe if I'd have done my bands before I went out there, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'd have been more ready. Like, yeah. You just can't, like, I would have a hard time living with myself if there was like, well, if if I would have done this. There's something, you knew there was something. If more I would have done, done this or this, like, maybe I would have pitched better. Yeah. Like, it's the stuff that your dads and coaches forever is like, you don't want to look back and be like, well, if I'd have done this. But it's like on a day to day basis. Like I would have trouble sleeping if I was like, "Hey, if I would have just like foam rolled, you know, for for two minutes extra instead of so like tight, wanting to go right? sit in my locker and play on my phone and <laughs> yeah. look at Instagram for the fifteenth time today, yep. like I probably maybe I maybe I would have gotten better extension and just made a better pitch in right. that situation. Like so, it just gets to that point where like I, not superstition but routine oriented just so that i know that i am like mentally i couldn't have been more ready and it just you know it is what it is yeah i think the routine too is and they i've always been preached this is like you can you can control your routine it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter the location that you're in whether it's you know low a high double a triple a or the big leagues yeah. you always have your routine and you can always go back to that so it's never nothing ever gets too big right. around you so i mean just being not so much married to a routine but knowing you have that familiarity with that routine to, yeah. you know be make you so you're going to be successful on the field yeah exactly you just said superstition and routine like right by each other and there's there's a huge difference in that yes. like people think that uh, so I had a I had a magic witchcraft and religion class in college. And okay. day one, the guys, the professor of 150 people, he's talking about baseball players being superstitious, and he puts Big Poppy up there, and it's like just a clip of him spitting on his hands and put it together. And I was like, uh, that's not superstition. And he's <laughs> like, what, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, that's his routine. That's not I said superstition is like he's wearing the same underwear that he's been wearing all yes. year. That's a little like if I if I don't eat like. Bluff, buffalo chicken wings before like i'm there's no way i'm gonna get a hit there's, but a, I there's think a little difference mentally you can make that like differentiation like like if you do like if something happens in your routine where you don't get a chance to do it and then yeah. like you go out and don't play and it's like it's because i didn't do yeah. this then it becomes superstition but you're yeah. like if you kind of go with the flow and like hey man like i just did the bus got here 30 minutes late or whatever like yeah we had a crash in you know charleston 
West Virginia on our way up there and we got there, we got to the game an hour before, like it can't throw off your whole game because you don't get to do mm-hmm. this, right. this, this. It just is like, okay, like I gotta go I'll with make the floor. Like, I'm not gonna I'll make, make it like, work. It's today. okay, I'll do this so that <clears throat> I can do so that I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um like but it, so that's kind of the difference. But you're exactly right. Like spitting on your gloves, like can go one way or the other. It just yeah. depends on whether he thinks it's just like, well, I got a ho- I hit a home run one time when I did this. <laughs> yeah. Like I should do this. Yeah. Right. Or if it's like, no, make sure I have spit on my gloves so that I, the bat doesn't yeah. fall out of my hand for a swing. Yeah. Routine versus it's almost it's almost like a clearing the mechanism. That, thing yeah, too. that it's was like yeah. you know, it's like the you know if you ever see you know pitchers you know taking that deep breath before you get on the mound you know and then stepping on or like you know Max Scherzer goes over his head before he gets a sign you know type thing. It's just that little yeah. thing like okay clearing yeah. what happened in the yeah. past and it's like okay onto this next pitch or onto this you know next right. hit or whatever and that's right. what so. i try like i'm not, i wasn't trying to like be a dick but i was yeah. a little it no, was that's true. One of those things. No, you're right you're but, right but we had to like go up and i had to introduce myself like hey, i'm a baseball player before like and it's sit in the front row so i'm sitting there and <laughs> and he's like well you got to look at it like he would have done that if like blah and he's like trying to make excuses to me and i'm like you gotta that was my thing was Baseball players, especially like hitters, you can mostly look at all of them and see how they clear it. Like Longoria was who I learned it from. It was they did an E sixty on him, yep. and he just looked at the cer- he looked at the foul pole. Like there's it's a constant. There's always going to be yep. a foul pole. So like when he looked at it, that was like what refreshed him. So for yep. me, it was just the the logo on D Marini on the bat. So like t- deep breath right there. And I always pictured Ortiz, that was his clear. Like once right. he did that, he stepped back in the box, he was good he was to go. In. And it was like- Price does no, the tap. Yeah, see everybody has their own little thing. And if you like Pablo Sandoval, like when he gets in the box and does that shit at the beginning, like that's, I mean, it's his routine. And it's show me shit, but it's not like, if, he, if Ortiz is wearing the same gloves every game, then that becomes right. a little more superstition. But I think that's something that a lot of people confuse superstition and, and routine. Right. Like jumping right. over the line, yeah. not wanting to touch it, that's superstition. Yes. Like that's, I do It's that. like the black cat on the field, <laughs> right. like, whatever. But then some yeah. people go and they kick the line because it's like, fuck superstition, right. like, let's go. Um, do Have you ever had anything like super dramatic, like jockstrap for the full season, haven't washed no, it? No. Pitchers don't wear cups. Not like. What? Not, you don't yeah. wear cups? You don't I haven't wear a cup? worn a cup in yeah. years. Oh, no, damn. Never. Greg used to cup check all oh, our pictures at practice. Not since I left. That's because Greg was a gold medalist or gold medalist. Gold, gold lover. <laughs> 18 guy. times. Yeah. Just <laughs> loved playing, uh, pl- yeah. playing defense. I'm trying to get out of the way if the ball's coming at me. Yes. Like, depending on the speed, obviously, I can try and make a play, but like, if it's yeah. a laser, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying I'm to like, you survive. Sh- you got the face, and that's about it. These guys are hitting a ball 110 miles an hour. I'm just trying to get out of there alive. Yeah. True. Just try and survive the game. Yeah. You and that was back when he started gems, throwing just so he could be in a fielding position. Yeah. Like, I am letting it rip every yeah, time, and I don't care about my fielding right. position. Not, if I can get one extra mile an hour velo, then yeah, that is all exactly. I'm looking for. Big velo guy, huh? That's the most important thing, right? That's what they preach. That's, <laughs> terrible. That's what they tell you forever. You can uh, you can man. get outs at every level, but it all it the matters. Performance evaluator is, in the yeah. left field bleachers. That's up so there. annoying. That's crazy. I mean, you've you've seen it over the last couple of years. Um, just even since you got drafted, the evolution of technology and all the data that you have, I mean, to your advantage and disadvantage, like wh- how do you find the balance between like looking at your like track man numbers and, yeah. and just actually like feel? I think it kind of just, I think it gives you more of like a, an understanding and an answer for what you're trying to see. Like, okay, what was wrong with my slider yesterday? Like, okay, well your spin rate was 200 off what it usually is. And it's like, Okay, that's probably I should probably start there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Instead of being like, it could have been this, it could have been this. You're talking to this coach, like, well, you weren't doing that. 
no, I just did this in the outing that it was sharp. Why don't I just go back and watch that video and mm-hmm. look at those numbers? Right. And you're like, that's where I, I want to get to. Yeah. Or I gripped it like this using the Rapsodo and trying to figure out like, okay, my spin rate was that and my ride was that. Oh, I grip it like this and it was like this. And it's like, okay, well then I can just scratch that grip immediately because that's not what we're it's looking for. It's not gonna for. work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of just gives you an understanding of like, I went out there and had a good outing. What, like, what did the numbers look like? What was I, you know, what was I doing well? I had a really bad outing, like, okay, let's figure out why that was and try and go from there. Yeah, and you can, you have that ability too to go to your video guy, right? And be like, can you put these next to each other so yeah. I can look at it and yeah. it's all right, super easy yeah. for you to I mean, access. There's 12 computers in there, you just put them right next to each other and you slow it down as slow as possible and you freeze the frame and you're like, well, why is my leg, like, what's going on? Why is my shoulder flying out on this one? And two months ago when I was shoving, my shoulder looked totally square. Okay, well, maybe that's something to work on at 3.30 tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. instead of thinking about flying open, I can just worry about that and just try and make an adjustment quicker instead of being a week, two weeks, a month, and next thing you know, you're in AAA instead of the big leagues. Yeah. And as you go on to, like, you, you're, you'll notice, I mean, you were talking about, like, matchups. You have 12 at-bats, or you face the guy 12 times. Like, a couple of years from now, you could have 40 like, against these guys. Seriously. And so the, the video, like, going to that and being able to th- fix something super quick, like, oh, shit, my shoulder was open right there, and then you... That was it. But then like, hopefully like when you're five, six years in, like you, you, you won't even have to look at the video. You just know yourself. You'll just be like, Oh shit, that's what it was. And, and, and one thing that, um, like I tried to carry as a, just as an athlete from my junior college coach was like, once you got at, once you got in the box or on the mound, like you have what you have, like you just have to compete. Yes. You you are as prepared as you're going to be, or you're as unprepared as as you're going to be. So it's like, you can't fix mechanics. And if you're thinking about mechanics, especially, I mean, like in, in the ACL, if I was thinking about mechanics, 98 was going to get blown by me and I was going to swing at it regardless of where it was in the big leagues. If you're thinking about your mechanics and you hang one pitch, it's in the seats. Yeah, like immediately. You know, so there's no room for error. Yeah. So what my bullpen coach and I have talked about, you know, just a little like mantra to take out with me every time, and his is just let it fly. So then it's like, just, just let it rip. Don't think about anything else. That's the last thing I want to think about before I run into the thing is let it fly. So then I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna worry about. Okay, hey Bryce is coming up. Like, don't make a mistake <laughs> over the like. So yeah. you don't want that negative feeling right before no, you go out there. Yeah. I just want to be like, all positive. All right, thoughts. like here yeah. it comes. Here, it doesn't matter if it's Bryce or somebody you've never heard of or or anybody. It's like, all right, here's like my best stuff and you're exactly right. Like, you have what you have. I'm not going to have like new stuff against all-stars and like okay stuff against – it's like you just right. got to – you have what you have and you just got to go out there and go go for it. No doubt. And you got good stuff. You made it. It's decent. You made it to the big leagues stuff. nine times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, the first time I ever saw you pitch was um, – because we didn't do, like, when we would work out in the morning super early at Soders, like, you would, pitchers would go do your thing, and then we would hit separately. But right. at the end of that offseason, uh, somebody texted me. It might have been, like, mom or something. Like, hey, do you want to go face face some guys? And you were the first guy. And then fastball just runs into my hand. One swing <laughs> shattered my bat. I'm like, holy shit. Like, okay, here we go. Here's Paul. And then you, I think you got, ended up getting called up that year. That was the year, yeah. That was the first year. Yeah, and I was 17, like, oh, yeah. 17. Yeah, yeah, I got to face him. Let's go. So that was pretty sweet. But um, I was rehabbing we, that year. Yeah, you yeah, you were injured guy. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> Big injured guy. Um so I mean let's <laughs> let's get away from baseball and bring something up that we, we tried to we talked about a little bit this morning, but um obviously you you guys didn't go to UNLV, but we're you're you're big local guys and they made the move yesterday, announced that Sanchez is 
Sanchez is out yep. after this weekend. So, um, are you, do you have any like? I do do you cheer for UNLV? At oh all? wait, I thought you were, uh, no. We can. I, I want to ask him first if if you give a shit at all about UNLV sports. I don't cheer for them, but I, it's my city, and I've lived here my whole life. Um, we haven't been good at football at Ever. all since <laughs> since I was Ever. born. Uh, but my you know my grandparents had season tickets to Rebel games. You know, five rows up, right behind the scores table uh, for basketball games when I was a kid. So we would. I mean, we would go when they weren't you know, seven o'clock games on weeknights, obviously. Yeah. Um, and go to games. So like, I, it's more fun when Thomas and Mac is packed and there's game. Like we were talking about it today, literally uh, workouts. They were like, Tim asked when's the last time you went to a rebel game? And I was like, uh, like I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I, I've been to one since I graduated high school when, when they beat Arizona, when Arizona was ranked like two or three or mm -hmm. whatever. You went and to that, the Duke UNLV game at T-Mobile. That was a Duke game. And I go to that was a Duke game. game. <laughs> ah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, they haven't been good. And it's like, no, I want to go to Thomas and Mac on a big night when they're playing San Diego State right. for the conference title. Like, that's fun. Yeah. I would love to do that. Um, I want teams to come in and be like, all right, like, hey, Texas is coming in. Like, SC's coming in. Somebody like, you know, big programs that are coming in. And you're like, all right, UNLV has a chance. They're in the top 10. Like, it yeah. would be like, this is a top 10 matchup. Instead of going and watching it on TV, like, let's go to the game. It would be super fun for you. I mean, like you said, your off seasons are college football and and basketball and and, and whatever you're locked in and fantasy football. But if you came back to, you're gonna. I mean, next off season you're gonna come home to the Raiders and hopefully, like in years to come, you're gonna come home to a legit college football program. Which right. which we've been talking about is like we we don't see like how it hasn't been successful with i mean just the location i mean the campus obviously they they had the disadvantage of the stadium being way the hell out there in the mountains but like it's a campus on the strip like it's like no other campus in the world yeah. regardless of like how nice it is like you're literally looking at the strip all day and then now they're going to be in raider stadium so there's no excuses now no i mean isn't that the number one recruiting tool to a kid ever? Like, yeah, you're gonna play, and Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs are over there, and they're coming tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. they're they're doing a walkthrough after your game today. Like, you can literally ask NFL players questions if you have to, because you use the same facility. Yeah, like that would blow me away if you just said like, hey, you're gonna play your college games at like Dodger Stadium. So like, yeah. back when we were right like, before like, the Mac, Dodger Mac Camp and Kershaw are there. Like, if you have any questions, like just ask them. Like, yeah. Oh, where do I like? Where do I sign? Where can I like? Right. I, when? Yeah, what time? I want to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. So, I mean, now there's no excuses. Like, you have to get players to come here because your facilities are literally the best in the world. The one now. they the one they play in and the one on campus. I mean, that's a yeah, that's a mean, forty million dollar yeah operation. The complex is ridiculous. Yeah. The place is unbelievable. So Brian's our college football expert at this point. What's what's the next step? Who are we hiring? He goes to school Nick's, in the SEC they're one gonna, year. They're going to fire college football Alabama's expert. Gonna fire I am Nick a college Saban. football expert. You're a college basketball expert. Self-proclaimed. True or false? Brian's self-proclaimed. Not a March Madness, I guess. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, you still know a lot about college basketball because you're a big fan. I'm a big fan of college baseball, college football. No, honestly, so Heinrich's name's being thrown out from USC, but I doubt that's going to happen. They're, what, 8-4? and four? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't see that happening. Honestly, they – the only thing that they can really do is get UNLV. To be really honest, UNLV is a stepping stone school. Yeah, it's not a Power Five. It's in the Mountain West. The only way it gets to a Power Five is if they move to the Pac-12. They're going to have to make it Power Fourteen. They're going to have to take Nevada and UNLV to be able to do it. I mean, I don't know. They're going to they're going to try and make an if if they're willing to pay. Then yeah, I see them making a a, a big move. But are they really going to do it? No, probably not. 
That's yeah. Just in it. my opinion, in my opinion, I don't see it happening yeah. because I don't think that they're going to pay a coach. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know, and that was the thing was was with Fertitta is Fertitta handpicked Sanchez. Basically, yeah. it was like you guys need to hire him. He's really good, and everybody and I thought he was going to do well because of what he did with the high school and got getting guys from around the country to come to Gorman. Right. and play there but gorman had you know the alabama reputation the lsu yes. reputation the usc you know the oregon like they had a good reputation that got them in the door where UNLV doesn't have that but hopefully that with the stadium and with the new fertita complex and everything else that they're going to be able to get that fresh start and i think that's what kind of like the raiders did is they yes. fired you know uh rivera got in gruden and then right. like went two to three years with a rebuild and then was like, yo, we're going to bring, you know, in we're going to be, in we 2020, be we want to be the guys. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you hope that, you know, you know, V kind of figures it out. And, but I mean, Paul's right. Whenever, whenever, you know, V sports are good, like the city's happy and like the, the Thomas and Mac is rocking. Like I, I've it's never, never basketball ne- and football is good. Cause they don't give a shit about anything else. Well, no. Cause when baseball, okay. When you guys made the postseason, were you guys not having good crowds there? Yeah, weekends? but there's a difference between okay, a thousand that's what people I'm saying, and okay, but like on a smaller scale for college baseball, yeah. but like people still, will come if you're good. Yes, the Vegas School in the Knights yeah. immediately started selling places, selling T-Mobile out because they were good. Like yes. people will come to watch Rebel football if they're good. Yes, in, especially in thousands in, of people. Yes, I yeah. agree. I agree. No, I totally agree with you. Like, but, and basketball crowd, should be. And when we were even when we were in school, there was like my first when Anthony Bennett was on the team. We our student tickets. We couldn't sit in the student section. We had to yeah. go up top, and it was yeah. packed every game. And baseball's to me, baseball here is different because we never got coverage from anybody. Yeah, we got an article at the beginning. It was almost like to, to me even now. It's like. It's like how it was in high school. You got an article at the beginning of the year that previewed something. If you made it to the playoffs, you got another article. And if you go like back and look box scores. in the review journal, like, oh, yeah, this is the UNLV box score like yeah. for the baseball game. And so it's like we didn't – even when we were good, we didn't get a shit ton of attention, but it was like more athletes would come to our games. And it was, yeah. it was more fun in that sense. But, like, really look at the, the comparison between UNLV football and basketball and how they – blow blow up advertising for them and you don't hear shit about men's golf and women's golf who are top 25 right and and tennis who dominate and our track our track girls that are gonna run in the olympics like you don't hear about that shit it's like how long are we gonna focus on these trash teams that probably are losing us money every year but and to me it's because you don't spend money. Like they're not going to win unless they spend a shit ton of money on right. a coach. Like you get they a big name, right. you get a big name coach that automatically five star players that are committed to other schools are like, I'm out. I'm going to UNLV. Like yeah. if if that happens, then we can be good quick. But if it's like, oh hey, we're going to get a, I think if we take the approach that we're taking in basketball, which I don't know if it's working yet, but like let's hire a guy that's up and coming and let's see if he can, yeah. like. Well, use us as a stepping stone and right, get out of right. here in three so years. So that's the thing well, is yeah. like, and I'm, I was going to bring up that, that coaching hire is Mike Miller wanted the UNLV job. Yeah. Mike Miller is the assistant coach at Memphis under, right. uh, uh, Like he was lobbying for like Bryce went to Twitter and was like, yo, you guys need to hire Mike Miller. Like Mike Miller reached out to Bryce and was like, can you help me out with this? Right. Cause I really want that job. Like that's the type of people that they need to bring in. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just go and do it on their own. Be like, oh, we're going to bring in, you know, South Dakota State's coach. And I, I don't like. Hopefully, it works out. But at the time, it, in the place, like you need somebody that wants to be here. Yeah, wants to bring that tradition back that that the shark did. And and you know, 
I know it's 30 years later now, but like you want that. And, and I think, you know, if they can find somebody for the football program to be able to do that, then they need to jump at it. It doesn't matter how much it needs. Yeah. How much is it going to cost them to get that in? Okay. Okay. So being on the strip to me, it's like, you obviously it's going to cost a shit ton of money to, to hire whoever it is, if you're going to get a big name on, but for fans and just for here in general, if you're like driving down the strip, you don't see billboards that have like small bands that you've never heard of or like, it, it's the right. biggest people, yes. the biggest comedians, the biggest musicians, like the biggest people are coming here. If you put a somebody's face on a billboard and they have no idea who it is, like, oh, that guy's coaching UNLV football, like, who the hell is that? But if right. you put, like, I mean, just Saban's the perfect example of just the huge name. Like, yeah. if you put his face on a billboard, a UNLV billboard next to that stadium, like, people would be fucking jumping out of their chairs to get there and like the tickets would be so expensive regardless of what the team was but like i said then you'd have kids that left other places like but right. you have to pay and if they're not willing to pay it's not going to happen yeah but if it, like if you hire an up-and-coming coach like brian said it's a stepping stone they come for three years if they make a bowl game somebody else hires them away yep. Yep. and that, i mean that's the issue with being in the mountain west but like at some point, it's got to be. It just needs to be competitive. Like yeah. Just be a competitive team. Yeah. Like UNR, UNR, right? Me, give me seven and four. Yeah, UNR's been competitive every year. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State's competitive every year. Like, right. why are we not following their blueprints? Yes. Like, evidently, UNR's beating us in the recruiting right. uh, throughout the state. How, so, like, how, does how that is that? Well, Who they wants to go to Reno? They hired an Nobody. NBA coach. They hired a guy that played in the NBA yeah. and coached in the NBA. Like yeah. that, they did the right thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Nobody would want to go to Reno. Yeah. I hated going to Reno. I still it's do. Brutal. Like, I hated it's going up shit, there when we played Western. It's a shithole. Like yeah. it really is. I mean, they're making. In their defense, it's a lot nicer than it was a couple years ago. But it's. I still mean, Reno. it's still Reno, and it, there's no reason that a kid should pick there over right. here. No and, reason. And if they're also if they're recruiting somebody that we're not, then we're screwing up. Like, yeah. because then what are we doing? That's what we did in baseball too. It was like if we were recruiting a kid and Reno wasn't recruiting him, it was either like, okay, this kid's a sleeper and they haven't seen him, or we're doing something wrong. Like, because they're same level as us, yes. if not better, every year. And it's like we should we have better facilities. We're in a better location. Like right. we should be able to get these kids. And when we lost kids up there, it was like, God damn it. Like, what yeah. are they doing? Like there's right. obviously something going on up there um, that's that's working for them. And I think having the NBA guy has just brought attention to their athletic program and they're winning and they've obviously had a couple stud athletes, but yeah. um, with that helps. I mean, if you can, you can, you just got to land somebody good. Yeah. You if can have land a, a superstar guys, quarterback yeah. and their football program and UNLV's yeah. football program. will take it. Yeah. They got to get, they got to get lucky. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's that's what it comes down to. I mean, but shit, at some they point, let, like, they you let have homeboy. to have a recruiting tool. They yeah. have to get it. They let dude from uh, Gorman go out to Ohio State, who's at yeah, Miami team, now. Who, who's not even playing quarterback yeah. anymore. So, like, at that point, like, how do, how do we just like, let hey, him man, leave? You're 5'8". Like, yeah. you're not going to play quarterback in the Big Ten or well, the ACC. That was like, when you San should come to UNLV and be a star. When Sanchez got hired at UNLV, the, the plan was, and everybody was saying, like, oh, all the guys from Gorman are going to come. They need none of them. Yeah. They, none of, none them, of did. them did because yeah. if they would have gone to, from Gorman to UNLV, they're like major step down the facilities. <laughs> Facts. And they're like they're still in the <laughs> same the time. It was. But if you, yeah, it's and if you can go to Ohio State, yeah. like hell yeah, You're why would I go, go to? UNLV? I agree. Like, and agree. there's and there's a difference between like like a baseball player in town going and playing baseball somewhere else, like at an SEC school in UNLV. Like, oh shit, I can play at home. Like, we're on the strip, cool, in yeah. my stadium. Like, but a football guy, you're going to. Like insane facilities. Yeah. Allegiant Stadium is going to be out of this world. Yeah. It's. I mean, if how I don't want to give. I'll give them a couple years 
to be good, but you got to make bowl games. You right. have to be bowl yeah. eligible. And it's kind of what was kind of weird was that um, word on the street. This is what I, I won't tell you. I heard it from, but that Sanchez knew that he was fired on Friday before the game. Makes sense. And so they told okay, yeah, him. The, can we talk about that? It's super weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, finish yeah, this. So and then they, we'll go. they they told him on Friday that he he was going to be done. They didn't tell the team, so he coached the. The game on Saturday, which they ended up winning, and then he's gonna go and co- he's gonna coach the Reno game. Yeah, which is so weird. It's super weird, but you got to think like they. I don't know why they didn't just fire him and say you're gone for those two weeks. They have they because have now to get away from it. now they won last week. If they win at Reno, people are gonna be like, give them a chance, give them right. one more yeah. year. It's like why not just get them the hell out of there? They if you're gonna fire somebody, you fire these two them. Games. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of it. Yeah. Could just, you imagine like getting fired and be like, okay, well we're gonna need to see you at work though. You yeah, gotta, you gotta right. come back and I don't. I'm wait. I'm fired. Right. Yeah. So it's just it's <laughs> oh, it's yes. super weird. Here. But it's also like you know what? I'm not fired. I quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's seriously, it's like, I, I don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't that's do it. Crazy. It doesn't make sense I mean, if me. you were if you were a manager of the Mets and you got yeah. fired with two weeks left in the season, yes. would you but Like, hey, finish in? it out because, like, yeah, that would you never, don't have anybody else. It would like, never like, happen. What? Who does that? It wouldn't uh, happen. I, 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 it wouldn't happen anywhere absurd. else. Typical. But they have, okay, so track record of firing coaches and not hiring ones quickly every day that goes by, you're losing recruits. Right. When yeah. we had the chamber situation where he was, like, like on leave we didn't sign a recruit for an entire year and it killed so it's like if as soon as college football is over whoever gets fired whatever big name it is like we're gonna have to jump on it quick um so i I mean it's it's gonna be interesting to see how that is but i mean we can stick on the football trend uh the raiders got their ass kicked by a terrible football team this weekend yeah did you watch that my stomach just growled you hear that 34 to 3 was that was it i just i just surprised it was kind of like a skim over it's like yeah "Yeah, the raiders lost it was terrible it was brutal (laughs) because i to me we said like when they go tough weekend for a lot of our teams Cowboys lost rams lost giants giants played yeah they they played a football game (laughs) they played a football game their raiders lost but Cold it was nights lost. We had talked about Anybody it. Anybody else? We great talked about it last week weekend. about how they had to go like a t- when you're playing a team like the Jets, like if 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 they're getting better and and trying to get up there and win the division, still in the playoff. You got to go to. I mean, uh, still you got like, like Darnold said. Darnold said, if we went out, we're in the playoffs. Yeah. Still, he that looked lost terrible. while saying that. The Giants, sure the Giants still again. have a chance to win that division. But I, it's to me, we talked about like if you got you're going to go there, like you got to dominate those teams and win. Now it's just kind of like. This weekend was shitty. Hopefully, they can win the last couple and, and just get the season over with. And get yeah, they're, I mean, they're yeah. not out of. They're still in the playoff push, but it's yeah. just you know matter of winning the games that they need to win. I mean, they took care of the Bengals like they should have went into Gillette Stadium and took taken care of the Jets. They just didn't. You know, there was yeah. just things happen. You know, yeah, whatever. On to the next Any one. Right? On, on on to Cincinnati. Right? On to Cincinnati. So everyone's whatever. on to Cincinnati. Yeah, everybody's on to Cincinnati, <laughs> especially <laughs> this year. That's just the theme. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, I. I'm good with what we got. Yeah, we got. We got to give man. you a little. Good you you got to. You got to get ready to leave the country. Where are you going, real quick? You going to Mexico? going to Mexico? So we're flying to Orlando today. Going on a Caribbean cruise with our with our, a couple of our friends. It's gonna be fun. Oh, nice. cruise! It's about it's about to get freezing here, so we're out. Yeah, out. Well, I mean, you've been you've been traveling all over the place. You were down in Arizona this weekend. And now you're out to Mexico, and then so you, you have eight Mexico months again. where you're not allowed to do anything. You got to show up to right. work every single day. Yes. Can't get away. So then it's four yes. months where I have no rules, and I'm like. Get me. There's no rules. There's no, <laughs> no rules. For sure. No. Have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah, a few times. Okay. Love so it. when you are you like you come back? Does that one is that when the workout starts, or do you have more vacations? Uh, so three days later, turning and flying down to Phoenix for another wedding, and then we're leaving to to Cabo from there. 
Oh wow, jeez. He's he's never, he's never he's never worked out in his life. You don't know why? Because he's never posted he's just, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hashtag no I was gonna, off season. I was gonna I was gonna ask you too. I was like, did you post your workout today? No, so I didn't work out. Yeah, didn't so nobody nobody knows if I work out if I don't post it. That's I mean that's the I MLB can, mantra. I can tell you did it. Uh, yeah. So we get, last couple minutes. What do you got? Do you have anything you so, want to plug? So you know, or, yeah. I just wanted to bring something for you guys. This is one of. The jerseys we had, this Players Weekend jersey. Oh, show, yeah, show the camera that way. Flash it over there. Oh, yeah, there it is. You got this. So you get your nickname put on it. So I got Polly on the back. Original, I like that. Very, I know. The, never our, 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 high, our high quality camera can really uh, pick up the, uh, the white on white. You, what in all fairness, what's uh, the MLB Network can pull up the yeah, names exactly. on anything this year. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just wanted to write something that said, VGM, thanks for having me on, boys. Keep up the great work and sign it for you guys. Appreciate uh, you, Paul. You just set the standard. Paul. Now anybody else that comes on has to bring us. Well, um, I mean, you started with the bobbleheads. You know, you got the hockey puck. You got yeah. a little something. It's like, you know, I just wanted to come on and bring a little something for you Appreciate it. We'll keep adding on. awesome. Appreciate it. So the next time I come on, I hope that there's more stuff here from other guests. I hope so too. Damn. Yeah, we're gonna. We will. <laughs> we will really get good. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll add it on. We'll make well, I sure. Think we'll get it framed. We'll put it up somewhere. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We'll have to. That's a big. That's a big gift. Well, yeah. You know, we're doing yeah. some. We're doing it. Right. I'm just gonna wear just it. I'll just start wearing it. Every just gonna episode. wear it. When he goes down to L.A. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your social medias? Do you know them off the top of your head? Twitter is at it's Paul Seawald. And then Instagram is just at Paul Seawald. Wow. That's super nice. original, super easy. Yeah. Um, be no nice idea. to Paul on Twitter, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. We're He's all trying very hard. I try every time I go out there. <laughs> yeah, good to hear. All right, man. Thanks for coming. Have a, have a great time. Me, on I appreciate it. You're the cool. man. Smell you later.